this really is playoff Colorado, playoff McKinnon, like kind of meeting playoff Vegas at home. Like, yeah. These are two of like the most powerful forces in the playoffs of the past few years. And they're just kind of battling it out. So this is not. It's really. It's been great you, games. Great. You don't hockey. know which way it's gonna go, and yeah, it's, it's amazing hockey, man. Yeah. This is the unstoppable force against the immovable ob- object, and it is awesome. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hosers Panel. I'm one of your hosts, T. Croaks, Tyler Croakman. And I'm here with my two best buddies, Taylor and Mike. We're here to talk about break uh, to break down some playoff hockey this week. Let's go, boys. Let's go. We got uh, fuck me, that was trash. <laughs> <laughs> boys are feeling a little rusty today. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put it this way. Ty got into a couple after the Avs Avs lost last <laughs> night, and I'm still getting my getting my bearings here. But I'm with my boys, Mike and Tay, and we're ready to fucking go. Obviously. Taylor, how are you doing, go. buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, you know what? I was I was feeling great recording last pod. Tampa was looking good. Uh, what big game one win went in? They actually won game two as well in Carolina. And then they, you know what? They just they haven't looked great against Carolina. They've been super shaky. Shaky. Uh, but they're up. They got a three one win or three one lead in the series. So. I'm I'm feeling confident today, feeling feeling good with where my boys are at in uh, in the beautiful playoffs. Sorry, uh, that was a breakdown of the series a little bit, but fucking, that's I'm okay. Good about that's, it, so that's how you're feeling. I understand that for sure, Mike. Yeah. You want to want to let us know how you feeling, dude? Oh, you know, uh, you know, after games one and two, it's feeling pretty good. Uh, the Avs, but uh, we'll get into that now. It's two two, especially after game one. Jesus. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I don't think anybody expected that, but. That's a hockey fan for you there, too. You're like, how you doing? You're like, oh, well, you know, game one and two hours good, but uh, <laughs> they just start breaking down their week by, Struggling the, a little by the Stanley Cup playoff games. <laughs> um, well, I think so much happened this week. Obviously, like, uh, everything's pretty much flipped upside down from last week, which I feel like has happened every week of the playoffs so far. Things are just going... Going crazy and happening all the time. It's haywire. Uh, it, it's haywire. nuts. It, it, yeah. It's a lot. It went, it went from very steady to like very crazy, like yeah. very yeah. fast. So let's talk about sh- uh, game seven. Game yeah. seven of the Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens series. Is, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Montreal just Classic took it to Leafs. them basically at the right of the beginning and they just never looked back. Yeah. The, uh, the first goal was going to be huge in that game and. Yeah, Montreal got onto it, pounced on it, and kind of just kept the Leafs laughing stock a little, uh, a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, obviously Carey Price had a big, big role to play mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Montreal taking that game, but also uh, just the big boys for for Toronto, right? Like Matthews Marner. That's a that's a big two big names, big big dollar amount uh, in those two guys, and they just didn't show up. And uh, basically the whole playoffs, I think they had one goal together combined so um it's not fun not fun at all and you need those guys to show up if you're going to take game sevens like that absolutely here's my question though is obviously the media is going to go crazy obviously this is going to be like 10 you know five months of hell for these guys just reading about shitty headlines obviously but um how is is the team like are these big boys the problem like let's 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 tackle the main question is is paying these (laughs) Main four guys, too much money, 
Is that the reason? Like, do you need do you need do you need these players or not? They clearly went out of the way to get them. Like they they spent they didn't you know spare a dime. So, is that the problem? And like, you know what I mean? Can they win with yeah, this group? Yeah. That, that, that's the question, really. That I guess the, they're going to ask themselves like they do every year. But well, I, I think, think there's a lot of doubt now. But yeah, I think, I, I, I think but, uh, like obviously they didn't show out to where they're kind of expected to perform. Yeah. But that being said, I don't think they're the problem. Like they're all very good hockey players, especially yeah. like. You know, Matthews, Marner, we saw what Tavares, which is unfortunate. And then Nylander makes yeah. a little bit less, and Nylander showed out. Um, I think I think the main problem was a bit on Kyle Dubas in the offseason. I think what he saw was everybody was talking about how the Leafs just, they need that grit factor and all this kind of stuff. So they went out and got old slow players, which don't go with their identity at all. And I think those guys just slowed it down. Like, they were they probably could have had different prospects come in and, and play those third line, fourth line, fourth line kind of roles and maybe provide a little bit more depth scoring than just being, Oh, I'm a big hitter kind of guy. Right. You know, like I think well put. like we're seeing with the abs right now, it's, it's almost like there's been a saying around the league. Like you don't want to have too much skill. Like you need to have like other guys and it's like, like well, and all this other yeah, shit. it's like, well, <clears throat> why not? Skill, yeah. I think people are misrepresenting skill as a only offensive talent, right? But like, there is plenty of skills that people can have that aren't directly involving the scoreboard. Yeah, right. Totally. Like you have like defensive guys and like and just guys with good IQ and all these things instead of like you have this skill and you have Brute. big exactly yeah, great. Yeah, and I. I I think that was on the problem. I think they went too far on, we need to bring in guys that can hit guys. And they obviously provided nothing. And for for this team, I think they just lost their identity on what they were looking to build as a team. And I think that, I think that hurt yeah. them. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think it's tough, man. Like, arguably their best player in the playoffs was Jason Spezza. Uh, he looked like fucking dynamic. I'm glad you uh, he mentioned He looked like him. old Jason Spezza. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to a degree, I think bringing in these older veteran leadership role esque players is is a great idea. I think there's maybe a limit to how many you you can have. Um, but at the same time, like yeah, you lose your captain game one uh, and. You kind of either fucking shake it off and win, like we said, win the series for him, or you let that affect you. And I feel like, I feel like Marner's Marner and Matthews just fucking like they they didn't have it. They didn't have what it t- took to kind of step up, show that room that like, hey boys, like we can put we can put you on our backs. We can carry you through the first round. It's shitty that JT's out for the series or out for however long he's going to be out, but like we can do this. And and that's really like the the deciding factor right if if they showed up and they put like two three four goals in each in the series that's the series right Mm -hmm. like that's it's a completely different series but they didn't and uh it's not to say that they weren't able to like or weren't trying or weren't like we're just kind of like dog fucking it and letting it all go by but yeah they they they, they don't have the experience 
or the the like tenacity or the the discipline to like get her done in in situations like that they want to be flashy they want to be the the talent and do it all themselves and they just they just couldn't do it couldn't do it no very very well said uh there, there was no response there was simply no response after the Tavares thing, and there needs to be. And one thing that I really realized out of this series that I've always wondered myself is do the Toronto Maple Leafs, I always thought that they needed veterans on the team. I really liked most of the moves this year, most of them, because I like bringing in the older guys. I kind of thought, like, the surplus of, like, of, like, uh, experienced, like, guys who have like, been successful and kind of all might have missed the cup, uh, like, throughout their career, but very successful careers in Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza and people like that. Um, and Spezza played very well this year. I think they should really look at getting him back. But um, And this guy was on waivers. Like, um, I think that they don't need veterans on that team, but I think like Matthews and Marner need to become veterans. Like Until they mature and can't give their head a shake and and respond, Like they need they need to understand and see that the team needs them to, to get a goal. Like, they need them to respond. Like, and if, if the team always works around them being the response. So when they, you know, when, when they can't do it and like when, and when they need them and when Johnny's down, like, yeah, they just weren't there. Like they're just not ready. I'd simply put, they're just not ready. So yeah, I think we really saw that. Like Matthews is crying in the injury and like, look at the response of everybody. Like they're, they're crying, they're shut down. And like obviously it's 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 crazy it's fucked that that was hard to see especially for a friend I couldn't imagine, but um, <clears throat> Spezza I Spezza I think Spezza came off the bench or Thornton came off the bench and stood stood by the guy the whole time and like it lit a you could see a little fire in those guys you could see that like they were ready to play games and they knew what they had to do it you look at the other guys it doesn't look like they're ready to play games it doesn't look like yeah. they know what to do they lose that game hard and then the next the rest of the series they don't look right and you're like I get it I like I get it I said it couldn't have happened to a worse guy it must be detrimental to the team <clears throat> but you need like you you need to know what you have to do and like you you need to do it for the team and for like your fallen your fallen comrade and like they just didn't do that and like it yeah. is their job so i hate to put it all on them but you know that the rest of the team had their guy i thought and i thought yeah. i think they had theirs so it's tough to see but i don't even know what the next i couldn't say what the next move would be on the, off the top of my head but uh try to keep Spezza and and those guys just got to mature. I think they're great, great players. But, like, you know what's fucked, too, is I don't know if they'll ever get out of, out of the first... How long will it take to get out of the first round there? If, if they go anywhere else, like, the stigma of losing is gone. So th there's a lot less to worry about, like, psychologically, especially as a young player. I don't know. It's it's sketchy. Yeah. But people are going to think about losing... Or leaving, sorry. And uh, I think the management might, too, just because there's so much pressure on this fucking organization and... Like you can't get a worse shake than you got this year with the Johnny injury and and Corey Perry is a fucking game changer. So like I'll I'll stand by that side. <laughs> that guy, that guy, every time I see that guy, I love he's, it. He's still shelving him. So yeah, like, I don't, I don't he know. is, dude. He's he's dynamic for the Canadians. He actually right is surprising. It, it, it yeah. is surprising how good he did. I keep the smile on my face when I see him in a goal this season. So yeah, dude, that he was, awesome. He was a game changer. But um, sorry, that's enough for me. But. You guys no, are no worries. I no, got we, I, one more thing. Right, I just want to please. say quickly on the Leafs, but yeah, it's it's 
there was there's a ton of like oh what do the Leafs need to change to finally get out of the first round or like they're gonna blow it up this off season or anything like that and I was sitting there reading all this shit like man if they if they make any trade if they make like any move under pressure and scrutiny from the media it's a bad trade it doesn't matter if they get good stuff back it doesn't matter if like arguably they won the trade if they're making the trade because like everybody fans media all that is like pressuring them to that's a bad move and they need to sit sit pat and just wait for all this to kind of not all of it but some of it to blow over make it less like immediate in the in the media in like everybody's fucking mouth and no cloudy judgment there yeah totally and then decide and really like ultimately i think the the big four forwards i think like they're good i don't think you should move any of them mm-hmm. i think the decor honestly is great um maybe look at changing the bottom six maybe find uh like you're saying mike like ship out some of the veterans bring in a couple younger prospects let like the young guys in the top six kind of develop into um the leadership roles that they need to i think zach hyman is a big 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 at or like plus you need to you need to make sure you can sign him um, so whatever that means with with everybody else, and I honestly I think they just need a goalie. No offense to Jack Campbell, he looked great in this the season. Obviously, he won like what eleven straight or twelve straight or something. Mm-hmm. But he just he's just not gonna cut it. You need you need that workhorse all star goalie where like no questions in and out. He is playing every game in the playoffs. It's you times see like- with every other team that's like moving forward, like they have that one guy right that they can rely on and. You just and need he, that. He gets a pretty penny too, doesn't he? I can't think. Jack oh, Campbell? What, no, sorry, uh, Anderson. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Anderson's making like $5 million a year. a lot of money there. They yeah. didn't... I mean, his contract's done. This was the last year. It is? Okay, good. Yeah. Thank God. So, yeah, like it'll be interesting to see where he signs and what if they can re-sign him, if they end up re-signing him. Like, Do you I think? Wouldn't. I don't think there's a chance. No, no. I hope not. Jesus. That's interesting. I didn't know he was up this year. Damn. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough on the Leafs. They get fucking media everywhere else. But you nailed it. And we're going to see if they make any moves in the next month or two. You're going to see easily right away on paper if it was a media move or not. So keep an eye on that because we will find yeah. out soon. Uh-uh. Well, totally. well said. Um, so let's go. Next thing. I think we should talk about Shifley because that probably happened six or seven days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a while. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever. Uh, yeah, so you want to break that down? It was Jake Evans, wasn't it? I can't even remember. It was yes. Jake Evans, yeah. So yeah, so Shifley, you got it? <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> puck, puck goes down with the uh, the empty net to the last uh, minute of play. Jake Evans takes it around the net to basically do a quick wraparound and, and bury the game and uh, Shifley comes in and just explodes through him like um a lot of head a lot of head contact kind of just it, he looks like he sends him eight rows deep like just yeah. absolutely sent him and yeah not uh the league wasn't the happiest about it he got four games and the way the series is going right now we're not even sure if he'll get uh those four full games th- this year yeah. What an absolute series changer this is, man. And if, if you're trying to help your team, you're an idiot. Like, and this is why I think this is one of the smartest hockey players out there. And clearly, I'm a, f- a fucking moron because. 
Like, that's so stupid. Yeah. That's yeah. like fourth line grind shit. That's like me and Andy Moog out there just fucking like bulldozing the guys to do anything in the game because you can't do anything else. Like, that's what that is. That's what that is. So, like, I don't. I don't like yeah. it's and he turns around like ready for a fight. It's like a minute left in the game. I know you're trying to play the puck, man. Like lift a stick, do anything. Yeah. That is for a smart hockey player, that's so stupid. And for a smart hockey player, that's like ridiculously stupid. Like if you actually have a brain and you base your game off like playing smart hockey, that's fucking so stupid. Like your your wires are crossed or something's wrong. And my problem is that the whole team is defending this. Yep. Like, really, everybody's standing... And I get it. This guy is, like, a... He's basically the captain in my eyes. And he's got the A on him. And, and like, Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice is always fucking, like, oh, that's the dirtiest shit. Whenever he sees a dirty thing, oh, he's yeah. all over it in the media. And he's like, you know what? That was a really, really clean hard hit. And it's like, dude, you're <laughs> yeah, fucked. Okay. You're yeah. fucked, man. That's not hockey, dude. And, like, that's how this shit gets out of hand. And what makes me the most mad is that there's no one even there to watch you. Like, what are you laying people out like this for at the end of the game when you're, like, what, are you doing that for your team or that you're not even going to see for four games now? Like, this is so stupid. This, like, yeah. give your head a shake or, like, get out. Like, you're, you've, you've, detri- you've ruined the series. You have complete, in game one, this is the second time in the first game of these Canadian series that the whole fucking series has turned in, like, a player injury. Yeah. And we've seen it yeah. both sides. Like, I don't, this is stu- so stupid. Agreed. Yeah, I think. I think um, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just gonna say, like the the argument that he's that what should he do? Should he just like not backcheck and let the let the game like should they just lose like and not try and save a goal or anything? It's absolute garbage. I think one in any replay you watch, he can if not get the puck with his stick, like try and do something with his stick. Other than, like, he's not even looking down at the puck one second. He is just, like, he's all body. He's He never even focuses on the play at all. He's just looking to blow Evans up. And I think the second argument that makes that argument garbage is that as he's crossing, like, his own blue line, he is slowing up, right? Like, if he, if he really wanted to stop that goal and that was his main idea, he would have gone full bore the entire way down the ice, if he happened to run into Evans because he was going for the puck, that's probably what would have happened. Right? You the see guys... Been a lot less, too. Yeah. You, you see guys, like, bomb it down to try and get back in. They chuck a stick out there and they take their own net off because they've, like, dove, tried to block the puck, and they go diving into the net. Mm, Shifley yeah. is slowing down to the hash marks, basically, because he's he, he knows he's going to line this dude up. Charlie tracks. You yeah. said it before. We've, we've said it like ten times this season. You're back there. You're gonna. You're gonna get hit. You should have your head up. But this doesn't. Like, he, his head wasn't up. That doesn't mean you can fucking drill him like that on an empty net. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know what I mean? His head wasn't up. Like, dude, that's what the whole team is telling the, telling the media. It's like his head wasn't up. Like, you know, you keep your head up. Don't get hit. It's like, dude, that's that's so not right. That's, and yeah, he he doesn't play the puck. This is a very good player, very skilled, very good with the stick. You can play the puck on Jake Evans. I'm sure. I'm sure you can play that puck. You can get that stick. And uh, especially like, um, oh, what was my other point? Sorry. Fuck. Go ahead, Jay. Might come back. Oh, well, I was uh, gonna say like the only thing that I could think of in like this circumstance that makes Shifley do this is like. Maybe Jake Evans was his assignment. 
maybe maybe Evans was all over Shifley the whole game, right? And just pissing him off and finally uh Shifley's like, fuck this. Like he's he's got his head down, he's not looking. I got him lined up, I'm gonna fucking take him out. And unfortunately the game of hockey is full of quick decisions and this one was horrible. It was a horrible decision by Shifley. Uh, super unnecessary. Could have easily played it with a stick. Uh, if not his stick, honestly, you just leave it at that point. Puck's already in the net. Like, yeah, you, there's no no need to fucking headhunt through that. Um, but yeah, I think it's for sure. It's a super shitty look. Uh, obviously, Shifley being out for the rest of the or so far the rest of the series, it's it's been pretty shitty. Winnipeg's up or Winnipeg's down three uh, nothing, and. Like looks like they're not gonna win a single game. So, yeah. Not think, to mention Montreal's probably rolling right now. Yeah. Like that's a lot of momentum to come off of, and like they're kind of that's adversity beaten too with this hit. Yeah. I mean they lost Shifley, but. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of like people are blaming uh, Jake Evans because his head's down. Yeah, I think that's only because he got injured. Like if he wasn't injured, it'd be like, oh, this dude was making a play to you know taking a hit to make a play you know like it, like everybody's saying get your head up and you know he's you put, should know your surroundings and it's like this dude this dude yeah engine. this dude probably knows he's going to get smoked or if not he knows he's going to a vulnerable spot his whole goal is putting the puck in the net to seal a w yeah if he just pops you. back up everybody's like saluting him for like how how hard he goes into the corner and how yeah. hard he hard he gets the puck to the front but because he lays down he's fucking out cold it's like, well, dude, you should have, you should have, you should have known. It's like he probably did know. Yeah, and, he, and he like, probably even, didn't care. Even if you know you're gonna get hit, nobody, like, nobody thinks because it's not a hockey play that you're gonna get hit like that. Yeah, nobody yeah. thinks that. Oh, I'm gonna get hit. Like, he probably, he, I'm sure he's like tensed up, ready for it. No one's ready for a fucking slobber knocker to the jaw like that. Like, that's gross. And you know what else too? Can we talk about the fucking discipline? Because I got no fucking idea what's going to happen any, any time anymore. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. I actually... did. Was that what you guys thought? What did you guys think? This was like a week ago. What did you guys think he was yeah. going to get? I, I thought a game or two. Because they're not giving anyone anything. I could, But, like, I, I would have said more. But they're not giving anyone anything. And then he gets four? Like, the series is over? I think that's a little... Like, I don't... I'm really sick of these fucking calls. Every we don't know what's ever gonna happen, and like nothing ever seems justified or right. It's just like it's a random fucking number, and it could be zero. Yeah, like, I, I I thought three, um, and I'm I'm fine with four. I think, especially in like second round, second round games are worth a lot more. Yeah. So in the regular season, it's probably like eight ish, seven to nine somewhere in there. Yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with eight. Uh, eight. I'm fine with four. I think that it serves it well yeah i don't know man it's it's tough i before the whole uh like roller coaster that the 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 player of part uh fucking department, department of, safety? of player safety <laughs> jesus christ That's okay. uh before before the whole roller coaster that that's been this year i would have said yeah maybe like three four uh would be like perfect but going into this i was like man he could get 10 games he could get five games he could get one game like who yeah. knows like a- I, any answer wouldn't surprise me so yeah i think force fair like it's yeah it's pretty fair i, I think, think this oh, is sorry. really really sorry really really close to the right call or the right call like mm-hmm. i 
Yeah. But what? But it it really bothers me as a hockey fan, like deeply, that that I feel we get we get so many wrong. I feel like we're like one in we're like one in eight this year. Yeah. These it, disciplinary yeah. calls until and until like, you actually hear the number, you're expecting something crazy, and, and you're like, not expecting the, the correct number to be spat out. It's sad, man. Like it, if I'm if I'm a hockey parent and I'm and my kids are good, and my kids are star and I'm watching this shit and I'm like, man. I don't know if I want my kid in the league. Like, like what? Like what the? Like what the fuck are we doing? Is what I think on half these calls. So like, I I really want them just to do better. I want them to, to make an effort to do better on these on these calls because the lack yeah. of consistency is very embarrassing. I, yeah. yeah, I think the hit itself probably gets him like one or two games, and I think just like his intent yeah. and, and just like what he could have done with like it's not like it was a bang bang decision really. Like he had the entire ice. Yeah. To to figure out what he was doing, and um, I think that's what pushes it to four. I don't think the, like the hit itself was like that 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 bad. If it happened in a vacuum and that was the only thing that you saw, the hit mm-hmm. itself, like yes, it was high, but you see high hits get like one or two games all the time. So I think the yeah. hit itself was probably like a one or two gamer, um, and then like the the facts around it got it the extra couple. Yeah. If it's one-one in overtime with a goalie in the net, that's that's uh, like a totally lot different better. story. It's, yeah, totally it's, it's different not story. that's not unnecessary. But yeah. the fact that it's they're up a goal already, the puck basically in the net, it's an empty net. Like that's just yeah, it's too much. Yeah. And this uh, is game yeah. one. Like you must be thinking about tomorrow. You must you don't you don't end game one like you're not going to see them for half the season like in a regular season like you d- yeah. this is just so you have to be thinking about the seven game series not about like this makes no sense for a smart guy to fucking so stupid especially at the end of the game like that maybe not in the middle of the game like you don't think about tomorrow you just kind of go out there and you play like every minute as it as it goes but right. when you're down you've got your net pulled and it's in that zone like you're, you're you're not thinking like, oh, I better fucking bury him because like that's what that's a smart play. That's what I got to do. Finish my check or whatever. Like that's I don't know. Uh, uh, man, I got what you. Uh, anyone listen to Spitting Chicklets this this week? I I listened no, to the first, the first little bit of so much playoff stuff. I kind of wanted to hear. I wanted to hear their take on the hit and stuff, dude. I was like beside myself listening to these guys all talk about how stu- how bad Jake Evans was for doing that. They're all they're all against oh. it, and I was like, they're all on Shife's side. Like, oh, he had his head down. Like, you gotta bury that guy. Like, it's a fucking playoff game, dude. Like, I don't know. You give your head a shake. This is that's not hockey, for a fucking a bunch of guys that follow it their whole life. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what yeah. I'm listening to. So that was fuck. I just couldn't believe the take. Have a listen if you want, but it's like the third or fourth time since I've started the pod that I've just been like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. <clears throat> uh, I actually I just wanted to shout out Nick Ehlers uh, on that play. Oh, yeah. Kevin's yeah. fucking thank you, thank out, you. Like face in the ice, and he there's a big scrum starting, and he just kind of backs up and like throws his arms up, makes sure nobody falls on top of to. He's actually Baker, like, he's actually screaming at the Canadians that their player is yeah. hurt and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna fucking yeah. and screaming as he blocks them all off. No, that, I'm yeah. really glad you mentioned that because I was getting carried away and forgot. But yeah, yeah, and, and then a good he, guy move. Weber mm-hmm. too. Like Weber makes a statement as a captain. He goes over. He t- he takes he takes someone out of play, and yeah. and like he he does the dust. Like that's the hook. That's how you settle things right there, and you go from and you go from there. 
So I kind of like yeah. that too. That's just like a good old hockey play. And, and you know, he's yelling. I, I mean, I, I that Weber's pissed off. You don't see Weber show a lot of emotion, but that's he wanted a piece of Shifley after, and he at least he at least lets him know. Those are two smart hockey players having a conversation. I'm sure that they got to the bottom of it pretty quick. And I'm sure Shifley's wrong. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Just to move into like the actual series itself. Please. Um, I mean, Hellebuck's looked fine. It's just they got nothing supporting them. Uh, yeah. Their defense has been horrific. But I got a crazy stat. So in the entire playoffs, so not just the series, but Winnipeg's net power play is 0%. So essentially any power play goals they've scored, they've given up that many in shorties. Yeah. <laughs> Say that again? So the the Jets have a net power play percentage of 0%. Okay. So anytime, so they could have, like, say, three power play goals, but they've also given up three shorties. So they're even on shorties? the power play. Yeah. Wait, oh is my. that they've given up three shorties in the playoffs? Uh, it could be more. They have, like, an actual power play Holy percentage of 17.7, so that means they're, the PK is also 17.7% chance they're going to score. Jesus. That's just crazy. That does, I can't even, help you win. I can't imagine. I can't even make sense out of my head. Because they're a great uh, goalie and good defense. Like, how does that even happen? Yeah. They just shut down, man. Like, it's, it's, I was watching a couple of the games and, like, as soon as, as soon as Montreal scores the first goal, like, the game's over. Like, they just, they kind of shut down. They shut down. Yeah. They got no heart. There's no fight in them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it, it doesn't help that, yeah, like you were saying earlier, Shifley's gone and, and, like, he's a big part of their heart and a big part of their drive, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can pull off a win, at least take one game. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible though with Carey Price. Like he's been, he's been just out of this world. Electric, like, for yeah. sure, for sure, best goalie yeah. in the playoffs is so far. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, he's the X factor too. Like when everyone goes, if they make it out of this round, it's like what are they gonna do next round? It's like they got Carey Price. Like that's kind of all you gotta say. Totally. And that speaks yeah. for itself. They, yeah. They play mediocre. They like do a half decent job of shutting down the other team's offense and like it's not even a big deal you know mm. like carry price all make a few saves uh they put a puck or two in the back of the net and like it's a, it's great yeah they, they do have a solid chance i think at uh contending at least with any other team that they play it's, which it's... next round it'd be abs or vegas right yep for montreal. Yes. Yeah. yeah we've yeah because montreal won it's been determined because the Avs and Vegas were the top two teams in the league. The two Canadian teams are the bottom two that are left. So, yeah, it'll be Canada versus the Avs, Vegas, and then Bruins, Isles against uh, Canes, Lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where are we jumping to next, fellas? Yeah, where do we want to go? Well, we, can the just, series. we can go to Avs and just stay with that, and then we'll break Let's into do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, who wants to kick us off here? I can start us off. So the Avs. I think Mike wants to kick us off. Yeah. How did we even? We broke into what game one last time. Um. What do you mean? Uh, oh, last. Oh, fuck. We did. Long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Game, game one. one. Yeah. The fucking shit is not. Yeah. We, we yeah. ripped on Leonard's decision, which I still yeah. think was a good decision. Right. And then yeah, basically ever since the the Golden Knights have have outworked the Avs, um, it's still two two. So that's, I mean. It's not the end of no. the world for the no. Avs. It's uh, like some commentators have been talking the last couple of days. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think the Avs, they just need, they need to wake up. They, they probably got a little bit too comfortable going six and zero to start the playoffs. And I think Vegas is, has come back hungry. And I think they, especially in their barn, you cannot you let yeah. up. You can't get lulled in yep. in their barn. You can't be comfortable. You have to play hard. You have to know that that crowd you're you're facing that's special there. You're facing more than just the team. That's there's home ice and there's home barns and like there's fucking shits are rocking. Don't come knocking. And that's fucking Vegas, man. That is Vegas. Like those guys are nuts. You can feel it. You can feel the building through the fucking TV every time you watch a Vegas game, especially yep. in the playoffs. So yeah, that was I think I think that was it too. They just got a little too comfortable. And like, come on, I thought they had game three. I fucking thought they had game three for sure. Well, it was like what one nothing with like six minutes left. Uh, two or, one. Yeah, but one six minutes left, and then they like got the goal to tie, and the barn got fucked, and then like, uh, and like I've seen I've seen it twice in two games. I've seen. Oh, the sorry, barn it was get... two, it was two one. Then they scored twice. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Okay, pardon me. I'm sorry. Um, I, I've seen even, even last game, like yesterday. I thought the for the first first goal for Vegas, like it's so fucking loud in there, you don't even know if the puck's in yeah. for like ten seconds, and that's like not fair. But that's just n- nobody has that, but Vegas, like no, no, I don't think anyone gets. I've seen it a, a bunch of times, especially in the playoffs over the years. Vegas goes crazy, and like it, players don't respond well as visitors, and the guys there love it; they're comfortable. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. and that's something I really thought I saw. Like, it's and it's weird because I know the Pepsi or the fucking I don't know what it's called anymore. The uh, Ball Arena, Pepsi the, Center. It's still Pepsi, Pepsi Center. Center. It's the Pepsi Center here, baby. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I know that I know it's nuts there, but it's it is something different, and I don't I think it can't be underestimated how how it is playing in there, and I think they did underestimate it a little bit, and I think the first game they were pretty prepared, but but the surge came late, and the surge was extremely strong. Like we're like, like they do, and it was just too much. But I think I also think I've got a taste, and now that they know what it's like over there, they can probably turn it around. I thought they were so close that first game. Like I really thought they had that first game in Vegas, but I was astounded to see that Vegas came back in that one. Yeah, I think just on basically everybody. It, it's not even like a you can you can locate it to, to something or someone for the abs i think it's just everybody needs to to just pick their game up like the top line has been getting smoked by chandler stevenson's top line or vegas's top line with chandler stevenson i think he's done a great job shutting down mckinnon and i think they they have done the plan of attack very strong as well i think the abs like i said when we were breaking down the series before i think the abs are missing nazim kadri I think they mm, fuck, just just having that extra depth is what you need to to push against Vegas. But I mean, it doesn't. Uh, it's a best of three series. You're never out unless you lost at home. Really, uh, you you're never really out of a series. It's two two. I think after four games, everybody expected this to be two two. So yeah. just the way that we got here is kind of souring a little bit. But I mean, it's two two, and we expect us to at least go six or seven walking into the series. So it's not a huge surprise. I think I think it's just, these game five is going to be huge, but it'll be good. You got my prediction in front of you there. You guys both had abs in six. I had Vegas in seven. Yeah. Okay. No. Fair enough. Uh, we we can still get there. I just I was, I was just like I was not five, was I? Because that'd be brutal. Um, <laughs> but I can see it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do we got more to say about this one or? No, I think. I thought, yeah, I wanted to yeah. touch. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, I want to hear you. 
it's it's amazing like how good Colorado looked in game one, even game two, beginning of game three, like they were dominant. Um, Vegas, Colorado. Oh, sorry, sorry, I was okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, and then Vegas found it somehow, and they just turned it on. Uh, it was like end of game three, turned it on, came back, won that game, won game four, uh, and it just, yeah, it makes the series for sure. Um, I think, Mike, you were dead on when you said Colorado just got too Nailed it. confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, it'll be th- a really good rest of the series, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, um, th- this really is playoff Colorado, playoff McKinnon, like kind of meeting playoff Vegas at home. Yeah. Like, these are two of like the most powerful forces in the playoffs of the past few years, and they're just kind of battling it out. So this is nuts. It's really... It's been great you, games, great You don't hockey. know which way it's going to go, and yeah, it's, it's amazing hockey, man. Yeah. This is the unstoppable force against the immovable ob- object, and it is awesome. Um, we'll move to the next series here. Yes. Sounds good. Let's what, move. Let's what move one? What are you guys excited about? Let's jump into your head. Boston. Uh, fuck Fucking Boston, yeah. man. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Boston and the Isles. Uh, this series is 2-2 two, two right now? Shit. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, kind, kind of sweet. I like this series. It, it's fun. Like, uh, I... I have called Boston the most resilient team in the NHL a bunch of times this year. That's what they are to me. And in a, in a series where the other team's not literally ever letting in a lot, and it's kind of always a battle for one or two, it's a really fun series to watch because Boston can always explode <clears throat> offensively, but it's not going to happen very much against the Islanders because their game doesn't really let that happen. <clears throat> so it's been I think it's been pretty fun to watch. I'm always amazed by Boston's power play, and I think they're going to go far. This this one gets me really excited for the next series. They kind of both do. Like the way it's all lining up, I cannot wait for round three because it's gonna be nuts. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, Boston overall, I think is the more talented team. Mm-hmm. I think depth is just kicking their ass right now. You know, like I think the Islanders are are a deep fucking team. They've got. Like, four lines that are basically all the same. Obviously, Barzell's a little bit of uh, an X factor there. He's a bit bit more skilled. But, like, one through four can put the puck in the back of the net. One through four can fucking tilly it up with uh, the big boys on Boston, right? Like, it's... it's You don't know who you're facing when you're out there uh, on, the, on the ice, right? And, like, kudos to, kudos to John Gabriel Pajot because fucking shutting down that top Boston line is probably such a, a hard task to do and he's doing a great job and he's out there night night in night out doing that um and a point per game player in the playoffs yeah yeah and he's fucking lighting the lamp too so uh yeah i don't know it's 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 an interesting one like it's i've never i've never been an islanders fan never been a bruins yeah. fan so i'm not like watching a ton but yeah, I think I think it's it's a sound series. These guys are gonna go the distance, seven games. I think I said that, maybe not, but six miles and six. Fuck, all right. Whatever. Well, uh, yeah, I just I just think it's uh, it's a battle of back and forth, right? It's a battle of offense versus defense, and mm-hmm. the biggest X factor I think is gonna be the depth. And if the Bruins' depth players like Jake DeBrusque and um, 
the like bottom two lines can kind of step up and and play some hockey, then the Bruins are moving on. Right? And if not, then I think the Islanders take it. Yeah, it's another one. I, just, I still have no idea who's gonna win the series. I didn't when the series started. I didn't after two games, and I still yeah. have no idea. Yeah. I'll, I'll know once the uh, game seven uh, final horn goes. I'll probably know who won. But <laughs> I, I, up until then, I still have no idea. I think they, I mean they both have an OT win and a three goal win uh, under their belt so far. So it's <laughs> yeah, like nothing. Nothing's been decided. It's whoever comes out to play that day, and I think this series and especially is. We're taking this game one, or we're taking the series one game at a time, and I think it's very important for this series to do that because both these teams have a very good high, but also a little bit lower of a low than most teams. Like their their floor is a little lower, um, so the it can swing so drastically in even in just one game. So game five will be great. I think game five will be huge for. For both these teams, as it always is in most series, but yeah, this one's been a fun one. Another series that the Islanders are playing in that is more fun than I expected. Yeah, yeah, well, you got to give it. <clears throat> pardon me, you got to give it to the Islanders for building, bringing in great assets once they lost to Varys and they kind of had to reset. If you look at the moves they've made since then, they've kept up or exceeded Toronto. Like I mean, they clearly have right. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see what they've done I, this season, especially. Like they brought Pajot in what last year. They bring in Palmieri. They bring in who have all been huge. Like these guys have been like the biggest guys. Palmieri scored like how many goals? Like I feel like I see that guy every time they score a goal. He's on the fucking screen. So uh, I know I know he's busy, and they've they've been doing a great. They did a great job just rebuilding that team like immediately, like around Barzell and everything. And yeah. I remember Barzell being when he when he came to the team and the second year like the biggest and like only factor and he was almost enough and they've managed to build a team around him that I don't really think of Barzell very much when I think of this team I think of I really think of the unit I think of a lot of players in particular Paul Mary <clears throat> um, yeah the names are gonna escape me for sure but like it, it's way more of a team effort and that's not really something I expected in the next in the coming years so yeah kind of seeing it all together in a second round taking down boston that i just thought or evening it out that i just thought like, they're such a good team so <clears throat> i know they are they always have been it, you can kind of see the honors are up to the task and maybe way more than i thought and if we see them in round three like holy fuck what an accomplishment this this team has come so far in a short amount of time to me <clears throat> Yeah, I think I think Garth Snow, who's the old GM before like Lou, Matt, Lou Lamorello came in, I think he needs a lot of credit for what he did. Okay. Because like really, there's no flashy moves done, and I mean they're still not like those typical flashy guys, except for Barzell. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came in, he like he really leveled their cap situation. Like he signed Alec or Alec um, Adam Pellick to a four-year, one-point-six million-dollar deal, and this dude is their number one defenseman and a top-pairing guy around the league. And he's making one point six million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that's like insane. what a freaking bargain. Yeah, that's insane. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this off season once it's all mellowed out because he's an RFA, and oh, Jesus. he's been making oh, more than RFA? two million. He's oh, an RFA. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been making more than two million. So uh, maybe the Avs want him for two seconds, like they did with Tate. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. 
the Avengers. Yeah, they, they've they've built a really solid team. You know what they kind of look like? They kind of seem that? like an expansion team. Like no top end guys, but like the depth and like the yeah, team very is just spread. very even. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of like what we saw with Vegas. They they found a, a star and and built the rest with depth. And I think yeah. we'll probably see that with Seattle as well. The, the Islanders are kind of built that way. That's yeah. fucking well said. Holy shit. Nailed that one. Yeah, I like it. Are we good with this series? I think uh, we are. Just quickly, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk after game four, I think, about the draft. And we talk about this all the time, but 2015, how the Bruins had the three picks in a row and then the Islanders picked right after them. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bruins take... Mm, I mean, Jake DeBrusque is the notable pick in the three that they took. But I think Jacob Zuborl and, like, Zach Senishin, two guys who uh, are on the team and, like, kind of kind of performing. Jake DeBrusque, not at all. Uh, Jake Zuborl, he's playing but not really doing much. Uh, and then Senishin's not even on, on in the lineup or anything like that. And then <laughs> the pick right after those three picks was Matt Barzell. And, obviously, he's... Uh, he's I think he scored three points last game, so uh, like that's a that's a big big hit to the Bruins. And um, if the Islanders win this series, it's it's an, yet another year where um, fuck. What's the Bruins GM's name? Don Sweeney. Yeah, Sweeney. Thank you. He's just shaking his head because that's uh, that's a pick he missed for sure. Three picks that he missed, unfortunately. Yeah, dang. Uh, who, who did the Islanders get? <laughs> I'm curious. Matt, you Matt Barzell. Oh, you said Barzell? Sorry. Okay, I, I missed it. Um, yeah, a rough one. Nice, nice little blunder. Nice little blunder. For that'd be hilarious if they lose the series and they can they can look at that. They can look at that all off season. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Especially just Barzell's like a factor. Sorry. No, I, absolutely, man. Fuck that kid's unreal. He, He's like so so electric to watch. The league's learned how to handle him, but but the rest of the they built a team around him right quick, and now everyone's fucked. Um, yeah. how, like how are they in the second round? About to be maybe third. Like uh, fuck, I I would not have guessed, dude. The Islanders, Jesus. Um, what's the last one we got? Canes, Canes in Tampa. Here we go. Yep. Ah <laughs> uh, man, good. like I said, like I said at the beginning of this, the. The program here today, uh, fucking Tampa's looked shit. They've looked so bad. They let um, it in a lot, for surprisingly. Yeah, like they defensively, they've not been playing well. Um, their special teams are fucking carrying them. Their their power plays like performing. Uh, Vasilevsky's making some really big saves, even though he's letting in like four or five goals a night. Um. And yeah, just the big guys are are answering the bell when they need to score. You know, they're they're taking advantage of the the opportunities that they're getting to capitalize, and they are like they they aren't getting a a huge amount of scoring chances, not a ton of shots. Like they're getting like twenty twenty five shots a night, and Carolina is like for the most part, maybe other than uh, game four, Carolina's been carrying the play like the whole series. Um, Tampa's just kind of been back on their heels, get a couple lucky bounces. Like the first two games were two, one wins, um, for Tampa. And they were like, they, they squeaked out, right? Like it was, it was, they barely won the game. So yeah. Um, lucky Tampa's super lucky to be up three, one. 
Their power play is so good, though. Like, anytime so they go on the power cool, play, yeah. it seems like they score 13 seconds in. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hedman, oh, Stamkos fake pass, oh, back to Hedman, oh, Kucherov, top corner. And it's yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck are you supposed to do against these dudes? <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you cover so Kucherov. True. Okay, great. Stamkos just went bar down far side. Okay, well, yeah. it took both guys. Okay, well, now Hedman's walking to the top of the slot with an open wrist there. Okay, let's cover all yeah. those guys. Well, now there's two guys down low on one guy. Okay, well, hmm. Yeah, there, and then there's, and then all right. of a sudden they feed it to point in the middle of the slot. Yeah, I mean, like it's a set play. It's like oh yeah, whoops! Man. Their first, the first line center is also wide open. It's like what the yeah. hell? Yeah, it's fucked. The surge, uh, like of of that team's offense, like the the energy that they that they get when they get rolling is actually like unbeatable too. Like, not not in, at home, but like obviously. But I mean, even away, those guys like. They, they score a goal or two or Stammer. Stammer scores a one-timer and, like, the fucking bench is just fucking electric. Erupt. Yeah, and you're, like, yeah. it's kind of, you're, you're like, especially if you're in their barn, like, you got to just be looking at your team, like, what the fuck do we do now? Like, <laughs> so you yeah. kind of got to, like, like you said, like, it's the true. power play is that frustrating. And, like, not to mention, the team knows it's their time, like, knows it's their time to be there. It has yeah. been for, like, three years. And, like, the confidence is very there and very powerful. And, like, yeah, I think the the power of a healthy team when you've faced so many years of adversity of missing your, like, best guy, when when Colorado is finally healthy and Tampa is finally healthy, these kind of teams, like, the, like, the smiles are huge. And, like, these guys know that it's their time to win. So, it's, yeah, it's when you, you really see the confidence, like, really see it a mile away. And, and uh, they're playing fucking great hockey. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to be ahead. Like it's it's hard to even it's hard to play this team anyway. Like they're so good. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point on like their their confidence. Like I think these guys know that they're the best team in the league, but it doesn't affect their compete level at all. No, I think I think it, they just know in in within themselves and within that locker room that they know that, like nobody's gonna touch them, and I think they have a great leadership that allows that feeling to be around without sacrificing any on ice um laziness or anything like that Mm -hmm. yeah totally agreed um with the like electricity that comes into the building when they score one goal uh yeah for example they they were up one nothing and then carolina scored like basically three really quick goals to go up uh, four two was the the score and honestly, any other team, I would say, I would say in the league, maybe Colorado, maybe not, um, but any other team shuts down. Any other team has a really hard time kind of getting out there and like battling back from like just a complete fuckery and like shutting down halfway through the game, getting scored on that quickly. And all it took for Tampa was one quick goal. They scored and like all of a sudden the, the entire building like just is like magic everybody's on their feet and they're still down a goal and then all of a sudden boom they get another one and then they get another one before the period ends and yeah, just explosion like, yeah 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 uh and yeah i i fucking love watching it it's so fun and, and like they're against carolina like this team is fucking great yeah like, this yeah. team's so good too like so it, but but it's just it's so hard to not take yourself out of it one more thing i wanted to say was uh um like they went through all the phases. They had one of the best seasons in NHL history and got swept in the first round. They like they felt they they've had an unhealthy team 
and like and lost that way. They've lost in every way. Like when you're healthy and you've just had four seasons of like you've that's growing up. Like that's you're gonna you're gonna know how to play. You're gonna, you're gonna really know what you need to do. A great example of like where you don't see this, Toronto. Those guys don't know what the fuck they need to do in a playoff game in a real moment. These guys have felt it a million times, like in a hundred different ways. Like I'm hyperbolizing, obviously, but. Um, this yeah. is, yeah, like they, they've felt it. They've done it all. This, the leaders definitely know, like it's like Boston too. That, that group's done it all a million times. Like these guys know what they need to do and how they need to play. And like, and you, you really see it in these later rounds with teams that are very experienced. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> there's no hesitation in their game. There's no, they, they know what they're doing. They've been here before and you really see that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, two things I wanted to bring up. One uh interesting for Carolina I'm I I'd be interested to see who they go back to for game five Frenette? yeah Nadelkovich started both game one and two two one losses yeah they're a couple of shitty goals but like not really his I mean kind of his fault but like still only two goals against yeah. on a like high flying offense team like Tampa and then Mrazek comes in and it feels like uh Carolina's got more of a, a jump in their game um, and kind of like take the play more. But he looked horrible. Like, he let in some pretty shitty goals. Uh, I think it was 3-2 and 5 or 6-4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, nine goals in two games, which, uh, like, isn't great, man. Like, I don't know. It, I'm so curious who Brendan Moore is going to throw in for game well, five. Cause who do you guys predict? I, I, like, who yeah. would you take? I would, I would play, if nothing else, your season's on the line. You have one dude most likely leaving at the end of the year. You have a young kid yeah. coming up. I give Nadelkovich the net, just yeah. just to give him the extra little bit of experience. Even like when you lose, yeah, like he's if he's not giving you what Morazic's giving you, he's giving you very, very, very close to yeah. what he's giving you. And I think that extra experience just just helps him, even just that slightest amount. It helps out your organization in the long run. Mm-hmm. Totally, and you're not throwing away the series by starting him. It's not like you're chucking in, like if Nadelkovic was in Reimer's spot, you're not just gonna chuck in Nadelkovic. Oh, we need to get the kid experience. Yeah, he's. It's not Robin he, Leonard. Yeah, he can. No. <laughs> he can still give you that, uh, that, the path to win. Like it's, you're not throwing the game out by starting a kid yeah. to give him experience. He can. He totally. can give you the exact same result. I I would start Nadelkovic. Very well said. I I was gonna say um, if you look at. Look, look, look at like look at the past of the of these two goalies. We're talking about Mrazek came from Detroit, right? So he's just getting he was just a fucking doormat for the start of his career for like 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 literally years and years. And then he goes to this team, he gets a real shot, and he kind of got beat out of the net like in a weird way, but he did. And then we get to see what this kid does, and like yeah, he faulties a couple to the best team in the league, and and like yeah, a couple of them weren't pretty. But you put in Morazic, you think it's gonna be much better? Like I, I, I totally understand trying because I think it was the right move to try. But yeah, yeah like you, you know what you're getting out of Morazic. You've seen it a hundred times. It's probably not gonna be Tampa ever. Like, come on, it's Morazic. I don't, I don't even know if he's ready. I don't know if, he, I don't know if he's ready. We don't see exceptional games out of him a lot. You, you just don't. You see him around a team that scores six goals a game, and that's how he wins games, uh, like yeah. most of the time. So when they put in, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? This guy is has untapped potential, has surprised us already this playoffs. <clears throat> Pardon me, horse, and um, <clears throat> and 
And like, yeah, absolutely. Like, he, he deserves it. Let's see what this kid can do. At this point, fucking, this could be your franchise. Like, th this kid's actually played very, very well. And you should treat him as a as an important prospect because that's what he is. So, yeah, play him. Play, like, I'll fucking everything on him right now for me. <clears throat> yeah, I would completely agree with that. That's a good um, one. Yeah, there's no. I would say there's no point in playing Mrazek. Like he, mm -mm. whether you win or lose, like it's an elim elimination game. I don't think that it's gonna make a difference. Secondly, what I wanted to say was, I think Tampa's like got some energy and is like really fucking pumped to win this cup because Steven Stamkos is healthy. I think they want to win Stamkos a cup while he's actually like performing. You know, 100%. He, he performed for like the five minutes or whatever in the Dallas game last year. Scored a goal, fucking unreal. And if they don't win, that's still his cup. Like, that's still a part of him. But if they can come back and win back-to-back -back with him, like, contributing there, as much as he yeah. has been, it it means way, like so much more to him, that franchise, everything, with him on the ice every game. That's he's, that's just my thought. He's yeah. one of those players who's always had an elusive cup, and it's like it, you're you're dead on. And like even when he wins the fucking cup, he still was yeah. only there for five minutes, and he still puts up a goal, re-injures himself, like goes like fucking fault like like a hero. Like you know what I mean? That guy's been. You're absolutely right to have him there when he scored the goal. I think I don't know what goal it was. I was working, but I looked up and. And saw him net one, like a beauty one timer, I think, on the power play. And the fucking, like, the, like, I don't, I fuck. When he scores a goal, people go crazy. It's almost like when Ovi scores, like, a crazy goal. Like, people go nuts. Like, the team is fucking electric, dude. And you can yeah. see it's, like, it's, that's what I mean. It's it's years and years and years. And it's everyone knowing that this guy's always been cheated. I have a real shot. It's stuff like that, so. Yeah, yeah I, I think especially for him, I feel like. With, with like the amount of compete that he has, seeing his team like win the cup without him is like obviously great. Like for him, like he was obviously not sad about it. Yeah. But I feel like there's probably a little bit in his mind, like okay, like I want to do it with like with me also contributing, and like I want to make sure that we can do it also with me and not just because it was without me. Totally. Yeah. And they, and they've been building to it for so long. That, oh yeah. Like, that, that like yeah like i said but like i said i'm repeating myself but it's it's been such a long time coming that it's almost hard to believe that a hockey team's window can be more than it like but this is a true dynasty like to be more than a year or two dominant but yeah. this is a true dynasty and like and you know your window's never too big so you need to fucking go and like th this team is just ready they're ready they're fucking they have everything they need that they never had before that's always so yeah it's kind of be hard to shake this confidence because yeah, yeah. this team's got something cooking for years. There was now. a there's a lot of talk last year um, after they won just about like oh like what do they do now with Stamkos? Obviously they didn't need him to win the cup. That's eight and a half million dollars that they could like use. Obviously Kucherov sat out the whole year because of the cap. Um, I, because of the cap, he was injured, but because <laughs> of the cap. Um, but. <laughs> You know, like, it, it, there were there were so many questions of, like, they don't need Stamkos anymore. They, they could move him. They could trade him. Uh, that contract's, like, a fucking bargain for for the if healthy. If he plays? Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck. That's a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was a lot of talk about that. And I just think if if the, he goes out, if they go out and they win the Cup this year, I think all that is, like, gone. And, and he, like, retires in Tampa. And 
even myself, like I was like, man, like I really enjoyed watching the cup run last year. Stamkos wasn't a part of it, a, a sort of, but like whatever, like it was just that little bit. I would have, I would have been completely fine if they traded him, honestly, because I know they need the cap space and you want to keep that whole core together. Right. Um, yeah, he makes up a part of the core, but obviously they won the cup without him. So yeah, it's tough, but I think, yeah, him just performing this year, like I'm, I'm so happy he wasn't moved. And I'm so happy he's able to be healthy and perform in this now. It's Did you have something like, I don't want to cut you off. No, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I was just going to say like when Tavares is another one to think of, and like, obviously he hasn't made it yet, but. When I see, like, it hits me deep when I see uh, a like a great Canadian player who, like a star who like is like a key part of his team, an yeah. injury bug is what keeps him away from their dream. Like as a Canadian and growing up in Canada my whole life, like I like I know what that dream's like, and I know how I couldn't imagine how it feels to come so close or to ever be cheated out of it. So like, it, man, and, like if people here idolize this game fucking like day one right so i can't yeah so yeah for it fires me up it fires it if you know that feeling like if you really know that feeling of wanting it that bad and like obviously how bad this guy's got to want it to see him to see the injuries finally not be a factor when i i didn't even know if he could have a healthy season anymore like that's that's really yeah. what i what i thought so and like same thing with Tavares. like i see this guy always getting getting fucked around and, and like, and getting hurt or whatever. And like, it just feels so unfair. And he's trying to help this fucking hard franchise. So when I can see these guys like come out on top after such a, like a life of fucking trying to do so and, and not in like the weirdest ways. Yeah. Seeing him play a full playoffs is amazing. And like, I don't even think until you mentioned it, I'm, I'm realizing like that's so, that's so big for Stammer. That's the end the, yeah. the team, but that's like, like huge. Like I bet you a lot of people don't realize how special the past two years have been for Stammer. And if you can top this one off, like totally. fucking tip your hat. Like that's the fucking, that's a career right there, man. Yeah. Um, just to, just to like kind of put it into perspective for the odd, uh, the, the audience that we have. Um, when growing up, I, I was playing and I played hockey and it was all good. I wasn't amazing, but like I played and a few times I get hurt. And yeah. it was the absolute worst. I think I sat like at most like a month once, yeah. like tweaked my groin or something and I could just never get it healthy and going to the rink every single day or like every couple days or whatever to like watch my team play or watch my team practice was the absolute fucking worst. So when you're sitting there and you're watching your team win in the on the stage that is like the number one like this is your goal in life as a hockey player is to win this this trophy mm -hmm. and you're watching your team win and you have to sit there because you aren't healthy enough to perform i, I could not imagine how heartbreaking it is it was it was so hard for me when i was 13 and my team yeah. was playing fucking uh other 13 year olds and we were losing like it was so hard for me to sit and watch so um yeah, I could just only imagine. So I, I yeah, I. This I is mean, very deep uh, for this yeah. team. It really is. Totally, it's a good perspective too. I this guy never played. I don't know what that's like, but um, but yeah, man, I, it's it's a very special year. And holy shit, I'm buzzing now. Jesus. Well, a couple, a couple of things that happened in Game Four that kind of were 
crazy. So we had we go. penalties before the puck even dropped. Hell yeah. Which was awesome. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Coleman and Fogel, like, going at it. Then they get separated by the yeah. refs. They come back in. They're fucking still going at it. Puck's about to be dropped. They get separated. The linesman waves them off. And then they come back in and just body each other. It's like, okay, you're gone. Like, <laughs> let's, just, let's just fucking four on four to start a game. And then, yeah, like we, we talked about Tampa like comes back. But there was eight goals in the second period. Both teams scored four. Yeah. And it's just... This this series can literally pull anything out of the hat, and it's not gonna be surprising anymore. Is there is there more fights in the playoffs now? Has like, there been any fights? I feel fuck. I've seen people chuck mitts. Absolutely. Like, There's been like the the, like the Boston scrums. one. There was a few last game. There was a like Taylor Hall scrapped. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I mean. Taylor fucking Hall. Um, who else? Like I know. I mean, Weber dropped mitts after after the hit. He did. Like, I feel like I've seen four or five, and I feel like I see one of playoffs in past years. Like, there, I know Vegas has had some. Wasn't Vegas and Minnesota? They never fought. Nobody. Like, uh, I know I've seen people shed mitts. Yeah, like it's, it's like usually like never seven just, or eight I fights. Just, probably. Yeah, I just feel like I've seen it more than more than usual. Yeah, because it, it was kind of taboo. Like, it was unheard of when I was younger watching. But yeah, so I was just kind of curious if you guys had noticed it because I, I thought I had. I couldn't tell you the names, but. Yeah, I guess now. Yeah, now you think about it, it's there's been a fair amount. Well, usually it's like shot down. Like even if they start yeah. fighting, the refs are like, no, no, no. Like usually, like they stop them, they stop them dead on. Like I remember, like when they start going, I'd be like, yeah. And I remember the refs would always come in and like and yeah. break them up, even when they're yeah. like straight tilling. So this year, I'm like, oh, they're like they're gonna let them go. <laughs> like this yeah. is kind of crazy. But I, I I think it's great, and like I don't I don't think you need a lot of fighting in the playoffs. But I also think like it, it definitely helps. I, th- I think it's because these teams are now playing games fifteen against each other this season. Like, yeah, good point. They haven't faced out of division yet. Like that's what we'll start next round. But like they're still yeah. playing. Can't wait. Games 12, 13, 14 against yeah. the same goddamn the teams. Against yeah, the same <laughs> fucking dudes. Yeah, they all fucking hate each other. <laughs> well put. Yeah. It's so true. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. When you put it like that, I didn't even think of that. Do you guys want to talk about a little bit of the outside of the NHL stuff? Or the draft? Are we moving on? I have I got one last thing I forgot to bring up about the Av series. Here we um, go. I think, because we kind of talked like Vegas has been really essentially dominating the Avs since probably about the start of period two in game two. And the Avs still snuck out the win in, in game two, but... I think we're really seeing what having a healthy goal he's goalie has done for the Avs. Mm-hmm. Like any any previous year without Grubauer, they get absolutely schmucked in in game two, and they lose probably four two or something like that. But they they've so desperately missed a goalie stealing a game in the playoffs for them that uh, I think Grubauer's impact is really being shown now. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's just it's just what they've missed the past few years to really get over the that one last hurdle to get a little bit farther. Yeah, dude. Like Edmonton Oilers, take notes. This is a fucking perfectly built team <laughs> that is balanced. Contracts are good. It's all good. And then they got a goalie, and it pushed them. That's all they fucking needed because every yeah. team needs a goalie. You're dead on, man. You but like they were they were perfect. I think before they like they were good before they had them. They they could they could go clo- the distance or close to it. Cause, but what but like. You they need just, a goalie. Yeah, you they just, just need a goalie. It's, they just need those couple of games to be stolen when the team just doesn't show up. You need that goalie to just to just push them yeah. over the hurdle. Fuck it. Doesn't seem like a lot, but sixteen games is so much. 
Oh yeah. And hardest sixteen games to win in any sport. Totally. Yeah. And if you if you think that you're gonna be able to come out every game for sixteen games and fucking like pile it on and win like handedly, you're you're mistaken. You're no, you got nothing coming. Yeah. Right. So for yeah, Mike, dead on. For a goalie to come in and and steal a game or two, in in uh even one series like this. This series against Vegas for Colorado is so pivotal. So yeah. even for Grubauer to come in and steal game two, that if they if they win in seven, Grubauer like just basically won them the series because of that one yep. game in game two. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a good point. All right, let's shift away from playoffs because things are still happening around the league and around hockey. Uh, we can't really. Uh... Let's look at the other teams. We haven't talked about other teams in about a month or so. Uh, yeah, the draft right. lot, the draft lottery came in. Uh, was it Tuesday of last week? Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. And uh, the Sabers finally win something. They win the draft lottery, <laughs> go number one. Which unfortunately, the one year that they there's really no bona fide number one pick or like a superstar that is kind of 100 percent locked to to make it to the league. That's the year that Sabers win it. But I think Sabers fans will still take it. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, the the new Seattle Kraken they win the number two spot, Fucking and then nice. of course this is the first year that there's no number three lottery pick, so that's all that we saw. But yeah, Seattle gets number two pick. And who who jumped? Like, what was Seattle's? What were they supposed to be? Third, basically. Team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They they get the third, uh, the same amount of odds as the team that finished third last, but if neither of those teams won it, the Seattle would have got the higher spot. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they ended up winning and they got second so basically this is the first year that there hasn't been any craziness in the yeah in the lottery which is nice because yeah, yeah no they, yo did did vancouver drop or go up i didn't pay too much no they, 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 they yeah. stayed the same because yo, yeah. this is the first time i think they haven't dropped at least a spot in like six yeah. years it's like oh my the only heart team that the, the only two teams that moved were, were seattle and anaheim from second oh really third, so not that that oh yeah seattle i see what you mean that's, anaheim. that's really yeah. nice there's no 14 yeah. coming in second <laughs> yeah it went very chalk which is nice good at least for once the surprises are nice but every year it's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like okay it's cool need another top <laughs> yeah. Three yeah it's like it's and cool, the edmonton like, oilers yeah. just like what the fuck <laughs> just like <Yeah>. another one <laughs> out of nowhere yeah. out of the rafters um <laughs> yeah it's interesting i can't wait to see i can't wait to see how seattle plays out when's that draft again july 21st 20. holy shit coming up yeah. quick um other draft news uh, out of the ohl the first ever girl was taken in the draft 267th overall to sarnia uh, a goalie taya curry yeah for first girl ever drafted in the ohl which is yeah. a huge accomplishment. Like, I actually didn't know that it was, they were allowed to draft w- women. <laughs> like, like they, they, I don't know, they, they just like haven't been this whole time, and like there's no rule against it or anything. Yeah, there's no like, rule. It's, it's, it's not just... a men's league. Like no. I didn't. No? I honestly did not know. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. So it's surprising. Like, it's it, it's <laughs> because of the like male dominance in the league. It's obviously like I I would <clears throat> I would assume majority of fans. <clears throat> didn't know um right like th- there's probably everybody was like yeah like i had no clue um just like you were so uh it's great to see you get the awareness out there that like it's not just a men's game um and even if she doesn't play it's it's history right it's, yeah, it's history another in the game and it's an area it's another boundary 
that gets or another barrier that gets broken. Yeah, totally. And one day, like I think there will be uh, women in the game of hockey everywhere. Um, that would be so a, cool. Yeah, I think it's it would change the game, but it would be so cool. It'd be I don't know. I'd be it'd be scary seeing how would they do hits. I mean, they'd just play to the league. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily <laughs> dumb like like take out some rules or like make it less harsh, but just have women come in and and play like to the same caliber. You know. No, oh, I'd be sick. There's some wicked female hockey players. So I love watching. So yeah, sorry. I love. I was gonna say sweet. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> sweet and wicked. Kessel's sister, man, so fun to watch. Chick just rips. She just snipes. Like, every, every game I see her in, I'm like, oh, there's Kessel's sister. She just starts really ripping cheddar. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love that shit. Like, I'd buy that jersey, man. Um, uh, Mike, <clears throat> did you say she was a goalie? Yeah. She is a goalie, yeah. 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 Very so, cool. uh, for me, I think, like, that, that'll be the first position that kind of, like, Ma- is introduced into Makes any sense. like men's league, you know, just just for like the safety reasons and like to suss out if it actually works and how it would work and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I could see it happening and and like really good for her. Uh, I was watching oh. some of her highlights and, um, you know, as a goalie, like it's not the game's tough and it's super complicated. But if you are technically sound and you just play your position, um. Like you're gonna go far, and that's what she did, right? Like she was, she was super, super technically sound and always in position. It seemed like in every highlight that I saw, she like was never out of position, and that's gonna, that's gonna get you looks for sure. So, um, yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. Stay stick taps from the hosiers on that one. Stick taps from yeah, the hosiers 100%. for sure. Uh, what else do we have for outside news? Oh, we more, got right? uh, the news that Seth Jones will be testing the UFA market. He's a UFA Ooh. not this offseason, yes. but the following offseason. And I think, really, Columbus should be just trying to trade him right now. I was just going to say, where is he like, going this offseason? Yeah, like, I think... He, he has one year left, yeah? He's got and one year UFA? left. Yeah, and I think Columbus kind of needs to know that this year is not their year. Yeah. Like... They could make the playoffs, but like you have a guy who's valued this high by the league, especially, you, you can't hang on to that and, and train him for nothing. No. The the Panarin and Bobrovsky was like fair enough. They had a good team. Like they 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 could have surprised. Like there was definitely not the favorites, but they were you know an outside chance to. They were the dark horses far. a yeah. couple times, absolutely. So that that makes sense. But like right now, they're, I mean, they just finished what fourth fifth last in the league i think well and look uh, at the trades you're making making that sorry let Lonnie trade and then yeah and then like missing the playoffs off that move and then like your best defenseman's asking for out like yeah this team doesn't even isn't even happy no one on this team like no one come on they they they, they just fired their coach or, or he left they he just the didn't hell. renew him yeah mutual um I don't know, man. Like re- reset, reset everything. You're you're not ready. You're not if, if you you're, if even if you make the playoffs, like you're a joke. Like you're you're not. You're barely on the bubble at best. Yeah. So you're that reset, reset everything. Uh, and you're you're in bad. You're in a bad spot. Like I, I really think with Jones asking to leave and the past couple seasons they've had, and then the coach being what it was this year, it's like nothing's going right there. So fucking yeah, if you. You're not going for the playoffs, man. I don't think. If you're the Blue Jackets, reset. Definitely trade that dude. 
Like it's not even fair to him. Like I, the the you're if you're sitting there, you're dead. And that guy's been sitting in a dead franchise since he got drafted to the league. Everywhere he went. So like get Seth Jones out. Fucking free Seth Jones. Yeah, I think especially <laughs> he he's very overhyped. I think Agreed. by essentially everybody. Like everybody thinks he's like a number one defenseman. I would probably more comfortably put him as like a three, maybe four defenseman. Um, he really just gets the shine on him because he plays so much minutes and and because his draft is so high. Yeah, there's a there's a, an infatuation where if he plays, if somebody plays a lot of minutes, that must mean they're really good. <laughs> so I, I mean, what they can get from him is probably two times what he's actually like worth. Yeah. Like yeah, you, you could be getting a bunch. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. want the abs to steer clear. Like, any team I'm a fan of, I'm like, don't get into that sweepstakes. Don't do it, please. And I think I think yeah. Columbus could make out like bandits with whatever they get back from it. I think totally. they, yeah, they there should be no even thought about keeping them this, no. this season. You got to rebuild that team inside and out, like coaches and everything. Yeah, they you should be making calls everything. right now. Yeah. Yeah. On pretty much everyone. Yeah. I think, like, no one should be safe on that team. Like, Elvis wants out for, like, a a year now. Like, reset it all. Like, make it a place people want to be. And if that's just by bringing in people with a better better morale, like, then that's it. But I think that's kind of where we're at. If you don't want to be here, there's the fucking door. Yeah. I'll kick your ass out of it. (laughs) Like, if you're all going to bitch to the media about how much you hate it here. Like, they're, they're making moves, but they just need to make moves... They need to control the situation because it yeah. sounds like everyone's just like out of arms right now. Yeah, it's like, do you think people wanted to go to Carolina four years ago, five years ago? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, if someone knew about Carolina, they'd be like, oh, that's, I guess that's kind of a nice city. But like anybody with any outside perspective, looking at that team and looking at like the city, it's not like it's LA, right? Like, it doesn't matter what the Kings have, people are going to still kind of want to go to play in LA. It's like Carolina and like the Columbus is these smaller markets, they have to build a great organization and a great foundation structure and culture mm-hmm. to yeah. to make people at least want to go, at least want to stay there, right? That's the first step. Make guys yeah. want to stay. Yeah. Then we can build it out to make people want to go there. 100%. And I think but, that's that that's kind of what they've they've fallen off. And, and it, it's a shame, too, because like this team was really in the right direction. And it looked like they were going to get... It looked like they were going to get to the next level. Like It looked like they were going to start yeah. making the playoffs and be, maybe becoming a threat. A contender, but we're uh, pardon me, <clears throat> we're not going to see that. So <laughs> they yeah. fell off hard and fast, which is a bummer. They well, can't really yeah. ever hold on to a star of that franchise. Like yeah. any star they get, either fizzles out or they pay him their fucking whole pocket. Like and then he fizzles out. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. No, no one will stay there. No one wants to stay there. Like they really need something. The big overhaul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so two things. One, they have three picks in the first round this year, which oh, uh, yeah. credit Shut to Kekalein, and he fucking, like, Felino. the Felino deal obviously came with Toronto's Steel. first. And then, yeah. wow. Steel. Steel. Felino got one point. And everybody, and, uh, we, yeah, we were talking about it. Like, everybody was like, oh, I think I think Felino will be more impactful than Taylor Hall. It's like, you people, like, come on. Like, <laughs> Hall's chucking yeah. mitts in the playoffs. Yeah, Hall, yeah. <laughs> I guess Felino did too. But. It goes back to the thing, like, you can't, you, you, you think teams have too, like, you, you can't have too much skill, right? Like, teams get behind of, oh, we can't have, we can't have all these skill guys because, like, we got to have role players and stuff. Skill wins games. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah, 
Taylor Hall's laughing right now, and so is Kekalainen. Kekalainen's done a good job. Like, they are perfectly set up for a rebuild, and this, like, full rebrand, they're not stuck on anything. So, like, they yeah. definitely have all the tools right now to go do it. It's not uh, it's not anything that they really are, would struggle to have to begin. Well, was that hilarious, Taylor Hall stat? Like, he's won more playoff games with this team than every other franchise he's ever been with, and he's been with, like, three. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, not. I think he, I think he might have won one game or something, like in his past career before now, if that. But it's, it was like something like that. But games it, in the playoffs. It, it killed me. I was, I was reading it and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's played a, a good amount of games, but he never wins a fucking one. So yeah, the, yeah. I'm the happy only for him. the only playoff series he would have won was the qualifiers of last year, which wasn't really a playoff. Yeah, game. So that was basically count. his first yeah. first playoff win. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Eh? Like, um, that's a, that's then, a guy who deserves a break and finally gets one. That's good shit. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all right. I just wanted to say, like, it, it back to Columbus. They're yeah. rebuilding. They want to rebuild. Um, change the culture there. I don't know if Line is the right guy. I no. I don't dude. know if he's the right guy to be there. I Bitch think, ass. like, I would be surprised if they gave him a new contract that was worth anything. Um probably do like a Dubois, give him two years and try and move him. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing about Seth Jones. Like, these guys are just eating your cap. And they're not good. They don't even want to be there. Like, and like, they're just not wanting to be there. And like, you know, I'd like a trade, like going through your free, your uh, agent, whatever you're going to do. And fucking, and then there's like, and then there's fucking Line A, who plays fucking Fortnite all night. And then he just sits there with his arms crossed and bitches (laughs) and and pouts about everything. And like, Oh, I used to like this guy so much, and like he just turned into a big fucking diva. Like, yeah. no one, I, I, it's gonna get to a point where no one's even gonna want you if you keep acting like a pouty bitch. It's actually totally. stupid. It's it, he's lucky he went somewhere with a controversial coach because then it's not all on him. People don't all go, "Oh, this guy is a piece of shit." But I really think he is. Like, I don't know if he's gonna grow up. I don't know what ha- what happened, but I think I don't know if he's just so weird. His teammates tease him and he hates it. Like, I don't get it. But he, this guy is like. You do not want them on your team. I don't know. Line A, and like, and no one else wants to be there. And they're all worth a lot of money. Like, get the fuck out the door, dude. You're, yeah. Even Luke Dubois was dogging shifts like that. Like, what? How is it that bad that you want to even look like that? Like, that's bad on both parts. Like, nobody looks good in that, in that scene. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. You got to change a million things. But like, I feel like they're so obvious. It's like, if I was a fan, I'd be fucking mad pissed. Like, I think it's unacceptable the way they've treated the team in the past three years. I think they have to do what the Rangers did a couple seasons ago. You know, like fully embrace Full, that yeah. you will not be good yeah. for a couple years. It took them one or two and years. Exactly. They they went full right balls back. to the wall on rebuild. And I think Columbus has, let's see here, they have projected cap space just under $26 million for next year. They really have line A couple other guys to sign but not like they'll probably be looking at 15 ish million dollars in cap space they should be doing what carolina did with the marlo deal take a guy buy him out you know save teams like that's that cap is just as good as a weapon as like another player is mm-hmm. right like yeah. that is that is so valuable to other teams with this flat cap that that alone, she come come trade time yeah like, that alone should prospect. be should be enough to grab a couple more assets yeah. And yeah, I think I think they Love definitely it. have the tools to do it. I think Kecklinen's pretty solid. Like the only thing that I would judge kind of Kecklinen is he didn't bring in the guys that were really fit for the t- 
team style. But now we can bring in a different coach that fits that style. So as long as he picks right there, I don't see it being any problem. I think he's yeah. done a good job with acquiring guys. Like, I mean, Dubois was visibly wanting to get out, and he still pulled in a guy like Lion A and got Rostovic. Like, obviously, mm. Lion A hasn't worked out, but like, those, those guys are very hard to trade for, right? Like, yeah. yeah. This dude's a 40 goal scorer in his rookie year. Like, this, this is not just Joe Schmo, second line winger, right? Like, yeah. A dude who visibly wanted out and they still got essentially top dollar for him. I think he's just got to find the right coach for these guys. And yeah, if he just if they just fully embrace the rebuild, Seth Jones should get a, a good chunk back. Um, Domi's got one year left. Find somewhere for him. The, yeah, I think the, I think the biggest like um, must or the biggest thing they they have to worry about is getting Wierenski signed long term. I think if they yeah. if they want a chance at like pulling in what the Rangers happen to do, in like yeah okay you commit to a full rebuild you go to Wierenski you though. say look here's an eight eight year deal like whatever you want basically stick yeah. with us be the face of our franchise. We're going to be bad for the first couple of years. Our plan is to build a roster around you or around like to, to help you out. And hopefully in the next like three or four, five, six years, like the tail end of your deal, we're going to be competing for the cup. Right. And he, he is, I think the most valuable player on that team. And if they can't get him signed, they, almost double the time that it's going to take to rebuild. That's my, that's my thought. Yeah. No, it's fair. Yeah. And that guy, uh, he must mean a shit ton to the fan base and stuff. Like if you want to take another step in the wrong direction of fixing the morale and stuff, you lose that guy. Like it's, it's another, it would be detrimental. I'm sure to the team and the fans and like, it's just not something you can afford right now. Yeah, you're right. They got to lock that guy down for sure. Just to keep things, just to keep things from going more in the wrong direction, because it, yeah. they, like that's a team that can't afford to keep sloping downhill, end up where fucking Buffalo is. Anyway, yep. so <laughs> just some crazy facts. So, hit me. And expected goals for percentage, Seth Jones has been on the positive side one season in his career, hmm. and that was 2015, wow. 2016. Ever since then, he's basically just suppressing his own offense. Probably playing top pair with fucking with Shea Weber at the time, no? Yeah, probably pretty like, close. Probably, yeah. So, I mean. Uh, it's actually that he got traded. Oh, okay. My apologies. Just getting, all, just getting all the minutes then. <clears throat> yeah, whereas uh, Zach Wierenski has been negative one season. And that was just a bad year all around for him. But other than that, he's been he's been good. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. You got to just sign Wierenski. You got to still have that big pillar, and hopefully he gets better. I meant to say better and healthy at the same time. <laughs> the hosers are beat up today, you guys. This is last night was a fucking hamdinger. Okay, that's <laughs> right. Go on. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I agree. Wierenski's got to be signed for this, and yeah, find the right coach and and just fully embrace it. I think, yeah, it. They have already stockpiled a few draft picks in the later rounds for the next coming drafts. Like they've traded all of their own, but they've brought in picks to replace them. Yay! <laughs> Salvage so, Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think if they just fully wield that, I think it would do wonders for these guys. Because like Columbus and as a whole kind of organization, they've really been 
sixth in the conference to 13th in the conference their entire existence, right? Like, they've never had, like, oh, look out for Columbus or Columbus no. is on the up. They've always they've just never been. Even had a, they've never even had a star. Like, really. They're, they're Minnesota of the East, right? Yeah. Like, they're in that mediocre pool usually every year. Minnesota's a bit better because they made the playoffs a bunch, but, like, there's well, every time excitement they, around the team. Every time they get that much, much needed goalie like everyone needs in the league, they the goalie outgrows them. Every mm-hmm. single time they get the goalie, the goalie get, gets a paycheck and leaves, or, or, mm. or say, and that's like, for a trade. Yeah, and like, and yeah, or ask for a trade, Elvis, and like that. That's number one. If you are fucking out of your mind if you think you don't need a fucking top six goalie to win a Stanley Cup, like yeah. So th- this is yeah, this is some. It should be not your top, maybe not your top priority, but maybe your top priority, like <laughs> right up there. Fucking, you need a fucking goalie. This team cannot secure one, cannot hold one, and like they've been very unlucky because they've had some good ones, and like most teams don't even get a sniff at a good one. Yeah, yeah, Bobrovsky was, I mean, incredible for them. Holy fuck, Bobrovsky, he was so good there. Yeah. Yeah. He fell off. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened to him? God damn it! How how does that happen? How does that actually happen? So bad. Dollars so bad, though? The state of Florida. Yeah, he's making... <laughs> <laughs> he's making bank and he lives in Florida. Every time That's I think happens. of his contract... You guys remember the video when he got signed and Panarin got signed and they were, like, hanging out together in <laughs> Russia? Yeah. And they're doing that stupid fucking dance together? That's every yeah. time I think of that guy sucking and getting all that money, that's what I think of. And then I slowly start from thinking, like, yeah, Panarin was there doing the same shit. And then I'm like, yeah. well, he didn't fucking fall that off a cliff. Out. Can yeah. you imagine if Florida shelled out 10, 10 million for Panarin instead of Bobrovsky? <laughs> oh. oh my yeah. God. That yeah. team would be so good. Oh, yeah. man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, did we mention, did we mention that Carey Price is the first... Over ten million to win a playoff no, series. Not. Yeah, we did. first first guy in the cap Very era yeah. to be making eight digits basically to ever win a series. So Dude, also means that Montreal God. is the first ever team to win a playoff series when a player makes ten million or more. So oh, crazy. Even, a, even a player at all? Yeah, he's the very first player. Dude, egg on your face, Toronto. Holy shit. That's sketchy. That dude. That's like. Is that not a, a clear point that you don't pay guys that much? Or like, or yeah. is it like you, you got to be Carey fucking Price to to be able to win at like the end of his career to win again in the fucking Canadian division? Yeah. Like to be a player that's ten mil to win. Like, gee, and how long has it been? Who've been signing those deals? When did Kane and Taves sign theirs? Uh, twenty. 20- Sixteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, and like they haven't made the like have they made the playoffs once. I guess like maybe, maybe a couple of times, but they didn't win. Clearly, Jesus, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just think that this is. Yeah, there's you, only have, a few guys making over ten, so it's not. There, it feels like I mean, there's more of a year, and like there's well, yeah, maybe the, not the three on the Leafs, uh, McDavid, Kane and Taze, Kopitar and Doughty. Or is Doughty yeah. even making it? Kopitar, really. Kopitar is making 10, I think, or 10 yeah, and a half. makes 11. Doughty, Carlson. Doughty? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, and, yeah, Panarin. I, is, okay, is the, is the trend at least slowing down? Because, like, some teams get it. Some teams absolutely get it. Well, I like, think the flat cap killed that idea. Because I think, like, you get those guys for $10 million, but it's, like, 
they agree to 10 million. The teams agree to 10 million on those long term because when the cap's like 108 million, it's not looking too too bad. But then the cap hill, the cap just like flattened and it was like okay, uh, yeah, we can't spend yeah, new thanks. plan, new plan. Yeah, of our cap on one player. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Dowdy for 11 million is. We gotta fix that. Like, oh my god. Yeah, Kopitar's at 10 even. Anyone yeah, signed over 10 from now on, I'm gonna fucking howl at. Like, you gotta be fucking McJesus, and even he's not worth it. Kale McCarr this offseason. <laughs> Elias Patterson. Yeah, Thanks, oh 15 my god. 15 million. Patterson's gonna get the fucking whole bank. Yeah. And a, and a fucking sexy new hat. Knowing betting, probably. Bro, 100%. Yeah, you, we've been talking about that all year. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, we can stop talking about that, but. I think we just got like a last couple of notes here, just some injuries. Um, we talked about Max Domi only have one year left in Columbus, but uh, he just had shoulder, shoulder surgery. Man, I can never say those two. That words. was a tough one. Yeah. Shoulder surgery. Shoulder <laughs> surgery. Uh, so he's out six months. So uh, basically, a little bit into the projected start of next season. Yeah. And probably about a month ish or so, uh, depending on. Well, Columbus will be fine. How close to the six months? Yeah, it's, it's just helping out the lottery for that month. Um, and then it basically, as soon as he comes back, he should get ten games with Columbus, and then they should trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like make sure he's okay, and then send yeah. him out. Domi's gonna be like Yager. He's gonna have like fifty jerseys. Yeah. Like, tra- <laughs> traveling Domi's that like follow him yeah. around. He can't play anywhere. And then uh, Gino Malkin had knee surgery, so they're expecting him to miss training camp, uh, but should be back for. I don't know if that means preseason, but it's Malkin. Yeah. He doesn't really need much time to. I was gonna to say get back. par for the course for yeah. Malkin. He probably delayed the, the the surgery by a month so he would miss camp. He's like, guy, ah, we should do it now. He's like, you know what? I'm going to try this extra rehab for a month. And he just sat at home and was like, you know what? Now is a good time. We should, we should, get, we should get this going. Yeah. It's like, you're going to miss camp. It's like, yeah, darn. That's, that's we, fine. <laughs> we tried. I, I, Shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, was that it for injuries? I think so. The big, big surgeries. Yeah. Um, big, uh, not big. Uh, signing in Florida. Uh, Florida signs their first round pick mm. last year, Anton Lundell, to a, yes. his ELC. Um, he played for uh, Finland at the Worlds, right? He did. World Championships. Yeah, I think he had Silver like medal. seven points, nine points in seven games or something like that. Um, do we want to touch on Canada winning that we, quickly? Or? We can. We kind of shit on fucking, them. Fucking rights we yeah. do. Yes, the comeback, <laughs> the comeback kids. Fucking yeah, totally. Italian Mr. Eat Bread, Andrew Mangiapane, uh, gets the MVP or whatever the fuck they call it in that league. Yeah. And that was wicked. Good to see him develop. Yeah. And they like, got a couple of two winners. I don't know, they, they look great, man. Fuck, some of their goals. It was funny. I wasn't even paying attention to them. And then as soon as we talked about them, I kind of started to. And they looked, they looked good, like, every time I was <laughs> yeah. watching them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I mean, they after the group play, they tied for fourth in their group with Kazakhstan. <laughs> so that basically should show you. <laughs> That's uh, so fucked. Yeah, and then they had to play the number one seed in the other group, which unfortunately for Russia, they you finally win your group, you get Canada. Um, and then their group won every four of the every one of the four quarterfinals. Like the number one seed U.S., uh, two seed Finland, three seed Germany, and four seed Canada all won the quarterfinals. So um, Canada went on to play the U.S., beat them, and then beat. Finland in overtime. Finland in OT, yeah. And then U.S. beat Germany in the bronze. I don't know the score, though. 
Well, nice to see Canada come first in a in a tournament that's not the World Juniors or even any tournament that's all here these days. Yeah, <laughs> nice I don't usually watch well. the Worlds. It's kind of just like hell no. It's like oh, I'm gonna turn on the playoff hockey. Also, there's Worlds going on. It's like yeah, yeah. I kind of like to see what players like. Well, players show up or keep tuning their game because, like, sometimes you'll like some guys will just fucking go off or be pissed they missed the playoffs or join late and like just carry the team. And it's just good to see who keeps playing, who who keeps playing at like the playoff level and kind of yeah. who doesn't. And um, yeah, I was very very proud to see Andrew Manjapani hit that mark in in the off season. That fired me up, and it looked like a bunch of them to get to to win, especially with that slow of a start. Was uh was pretty awesome. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that for a lot of those players. Yeah, good for them. It's just uh, like yeah. it's just for those guys. It's like right, they don't make the playoffs. It's just another memory, another medal they can hang up and yeah. you know remember for their entire career. So. And like everyone's at, a, I mean, everyone's at a different spot always. And like it, this is a choice if you want to go to this tournament. Obviously, when you leave or when you don't make the playoffs. And um, oh, I'm losing my train of thought. Shit. Oh no. I think it's gone. It's all right. Sorry, it's sorry, sorry. It's 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 almost like the Olympics for guys that aren't good enough to make the, especially the yeah. Canadian Olympic team. Totally. Right? Yeah. It's it's another world tournament. They're not taking it with an asterisk of oh that their guys are playing in the playoffs right now. It's like they just forget about everything. They get a nice little trip to Latvia and just continue on <laughs> yeah. their hockey. Growing yeah. up Canadian too, like your one of your goals is to throw that Canadian sweater on and play for your country, right? Whether it's the Olympics or like the worlds or whatever. And this is just another opportunity for the guys who maybe, like you said, aren't good enough to make the Olympic team. Um, yeah. Sorry. Oh, fuck. I got it back boys. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an, everyone's at a different level of development, obviously like all, constantly in hockey to play on team Canada is like, like you said, a huge thing for, for people. And like some people have wanted their whole life. I'm at gold medal for Canada is huge. A lot of those guys would not make the regular team. Right. So, it's it's an it's it's kind of an international level of hockey that like they don't really get to sniff most of the time. Mm-hmm. So and like and they're not always playing that. You're not really playing the best best guys. But if you're people like Andrew Manjupani spent a lot of time in the minors, has elevated his game to a point where he can be a goal scorer and like and play on the on the better lines. And it took him forever. So it's it, even Michael Backlund. Michael Backlund, they're all flames. So I can't think of any other ones. But these guys used to <laughs> these guys used to always go in these tournaments. And come back. They come back different players because they play, they play with their countrymen. They play with like very skilled players, and they pick up and learn things that like aren't on their team. And like it is, it is a valuable tool if you can send your players, especially the developing ones, the younger ones. Um, I, I think they can really take a lot out of it. It's it's more than it's more than just a medal for some yeah. guys. I bet it really really helps some guys develop with the new team and yeah. with star, star players like that. But uh, but yeah, it's um, it was good, good for them. And then in 50 Canada. years, when your grandkids are asking you what the Canada jersey and gold medal is hanging on the wall for, you say yeah. it's the Olympics. You know, yeah, it's exactly. like, <laughs> yeah, I was being an, an apple from Sid. And... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know that golden gold they talk about? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was me in the corner, not Yeah. Ty, yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> quickly with Mangiapani looking really good. Um, what do you think for the outlook of the Flames? I think they're they need a little bit of a shakeup. They didn't look so hot this year. Uh, I've been talking to my dad, who's a Flames fan. Yeah. Um, God bless. And you. basically, yeah, we were, we were basically <laughs> thinking, or I was thinking, like it's time to trade Goudreau. Oh, totally. 
So, are you pointing <laughs> at the Flames? Fan? Flames. Yeah, I guess, I, guess, I guess Rose is a fan, too. Yeah, I forgot that yeah. one. Rose, shout out Rose. Flames for life. Um, so, anyways, yeah. I think with with Mangiapane, like, showing that he can put the puck in the net, throw him on the top line with Monahan or, or Lindholm mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Get him in the top six. A Kachuk, even, right? And yeah, then, I, I um, think he totally replaces Goudreau completely. Yeah. Like yeah, different well, different hands, but will probably be gone. Yeah, I think so too. Right? I think like, I read. I think I read. Sign with Philly. I think I read something that said, "Well, yeah, but if he gets the choice, he'll sign with Philly." Like I, I really think he goes wherever the fuck we can get a deal for him. That's good for us. But the good the good news right. is like I there's mean, there's, a, there's options there. Oh, I, oh, sorry. I definitely think he goes there after. Absolutely. Yeah. And like oh, fuck, if he could go there and be their savior, I'd be so happy for him. Like. Yeah. I'm all I'm all for that plan. I want you to go home and play and have fun. You don't even look like you're having fun. Get get out. There's the door. Like if you if you don't want to play here, don't play here. Um, yeah. But it just sucks that you can they sign so many guys to 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 small deals and like and we can't make it work. But yeah, shuffle the deck. Absolutely, man. Like get out Goudreau. You get a lot of pieces for him. Some teams might really pay. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. You got to change something up. I don't. I don't really know what the move will be. I think Goudreau's got to be gone. I, there's like a ninety percent chance he's gone this off season. Um, and time will tell. I, I think they needed a goalie. I think we got one, but I was nervous at the contract when I saw it, and I was n- nervous by the end of the season at the contract again. So I really don't know. I, I don't know what the next step is. Shuffle the deck. See what they do. It's a tough one because I think on paper we're really not that bad. But I think the defense has to get better. Giordano is going to be gone very very soon. And he's definitely not playing to the caliber that we need him to to be a successful team, um, which yeah. is high. So that's another one. Shuffle the deck. We we teams might even pay for him one or two years on his deal, and and like you might be able to get he might be able to go somewhere and, and help a team. So he's not helping us. I think it's it's just time to shuffle the deck. Yeah, repeat myself yeah. ten times. Man, Giapani's like underlying numbers are so good. They need to I play this him. dude more. I love him. Yeah, dude, it took so long for him to even give him a chance. He carried the Abbotsford Heat or whatever the fuck that team was at the time yep. for forever. Yeah, uh, and and then when they finally brought him up, it was like, oh, look at this fourth line guy who can like really fly and like he's got hands and he like always carries his line and and then yeah, they keep moving him up and he's like always he always meets the expectation. He and uh, I've read some interviews like he's extremely confident. He speaks like he's going to be a star in the league, and like which surprised me, but but uh, I think I, th- I might be seeing it right in front of me. So this this guy is a stud. I, I really love how he plays. His name is Italian for eat bread, and like he's a fucking beauty. He's a subway spokesman right there. There you go. Eat bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking parm and cheese, <laughs> Italian bread. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I love that guy. They're going in a good in, in a good direction, but. I also don't know if Monaghan's a good fit. They might be shuffling the deck hard. Like, I don't even yeah. know if he, he stays there. But I saw, but I also don't think it's his fault. I just don't think he's, like, he's not a captain player. He's a role player. He's a good 2C. Yeah. Like a yeah. high-end 2C. 100%. But to, yeah. but to think we're, like, that that's that, that's what we need to win, like, we're absolutely lost. Like, look at look at the other top teams in the league. Look at our top lines in the league. And, like, we don't even sniff the top eight, top yeah. ten. So... Yeah, just shovel the deck, see what you can get, and and have more trust in your development too. Probably the biggest one, like they never trusted this guy, man, Japanian. I don't even know who else. Um, 
a long time Royal just had his first game, Matthew Phillips. Like, mm. let a couple of these guys at least come up for a couple of the games in the season because we we need to develop a bit more. We've developed good players, but we don't give any trust to them ever. And that's why I love this fucking Canada tournament because that's the only place they get a sniff. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. They, they kind of, they just got to do things differently and shuffle the deck for sure. Hardest time. <laughs> anyway, enough about them. Uh, any else we had? I got nothing. I don't think so. Uh, I think I think we're right about time to wrap her up. Yep, yep. <sighs> Fuck! Thanks for being with us on this one, Hosers. I was fucking hurting when I got up today. <laughs> I was a little yeah. late to the pod, <clears throat> so yeah. Not intro, Jesus. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you oh, stuck with us through that, <laughs> yeah, oh. God, God bless your soul. Yeah. Listen to uh, forty-five seconds immediately. <laughs> off. <laughs> I can't do that today. Jesus. Well, th- thanks again for listening. I I had a blast as always, and and uh, we we got a, we got a big finish coming here. This is gonna be a great Stanley Cup final. I know it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, the Avs are in it. Yeah, dude. Who? <laughs> fuck. If we get a couple, like a couple teams, there's three teams. If I see them in the finals, I will lose. Like, I'm booking the whole thing off. Like, I ain't going to work at all. Just fucking <laughs> on the couch with Cheetos. Maybe do the pod. Maybe. Maybe do the pod. <laughs> if, I'm not too maybe. Block, if I'm not too buckled from yelling at the TV. <laughs> no voice. We just got we just got three guys like squeaking and like ah, it was good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm hoarse today from yelling yeah. at the fucking Colorado game last night. Jeez. <clears throat> but anyway, boys, we need to get uh, the Flames back in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, dude, God help yeah, me. Yeah, God, that'd be a blast. Oh, next year, next year though, next year they're making yeah, it. That's right. Goddamn right. Because so their division year, is horrible. That's that's basically the only reason why. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I think that does it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, uh, fellas. Catch you next week again. Absolutely. Go Bolts.